We are back live. Breakfast of Champions here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Your student voice from Mizzou Athletics. I love the 03 Classics. Uh. Mm. Bring it back in. Just enjoy the moment. It is Super Bowl weekend here on Breakfast of Champions. We got a lot to get into, guys. We're going to be talking about everything Super Bowl. It's an hour packed. We got prop bets with the betting man. You see him on the end of the live stream here. Ryan Crothers joins me alongside the ever so dashing Mr. Brandon Anthony. Getting jiggy with it here on a Friday. Feel good Friday. So, guys, we got a lot to get into as I fade out this music here. So, again, prop bets. We're going to be making our game picks. We got so much to be looking forward to. In the meantime, before we even get into the statistics and break down and, and have this talk on who's going to win and, and whatnot, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. We got a huge fresh brew, including some quarterback conundrum, as well as the NBA All-Stars game is back. Not a lot of people are happy about that, believe it or not. In the league, there is a lot of irate folk, including the king himself. Uh, we don't have that soundbite, but just know he's a little irate. I'll get that quote for you in a bit. But I'm going to swing it over to Mr. Ryan Crothers to start us off on the show here for the fresh brew that we got. Ryan, we got some training news. QB, QB conundrum, my man. Take it away. Yeah, most certainly. To start off this fresh brew, mix in a little, you know, maybe a little caramel, a little, little caffeine. Maybe a little creamer. Exactly what I'm having. Exactly what I'm having. Cup number two? Yeah. Cup number two. We're all on cup number two. Grande. Let's start with the QB conundrum. Mm -hmm. Say that five times fast. QB conundrum. QB conundrum. QB conundrum. QB conundrum. QB conundrum. I I didn't mean literally, but that that was pretty impressive. (laughs) I try. This past weekend, anyways, Brandon, I believe you were... Crying in the club is that's right. I over, was over <laughs> this move uh, regarding Matty Stafford. <laughs> oh, Matthew, poor, poor San Francisco. Uh, what, what happened, man? What happened? Well, anyways, the move we're talking about uh, on Saturday, longtime Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford found a new home mm. as the heavily demanded. Matt Stafford was shipped off to Los Angeles Rams in return for the uh, as the Lions QB. Um, the trade itself. Yes, this is from Adam Schefter. <laughs> My fault. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the Rams send to Detroit Jared Goff, two first round picks, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Yeah, and a third round pick from this year's draft. The Rams said, man, those first-round picks, they just never work out for us. We don't need them. When when do you think the the Rams will ever pick in the first round again? Like 2045? I don't know. I I feel like it's been a decade since we've seen them pick in the first round. The last one was Jared Goff, I think. No, the last (laughs) first pick they had, first-round pick they had was Goff. But the last first-round pick they had that's still on the team is Aaron Donald. Dang. I mean, the Rams do not care about first-round picks. But anyways, Matt Stafford, obviously a very high price. I was not expecting that high of a price for him. But I will say I love seeing that price go for him because, one, he deserves it. He's the most underappreciated and underrated quarterback in the league, no doubt. And... I, I just I feel for him. He's finally out of Detroit. Calvin Johnson's kicking himself right now. He's jealous. More like the joint, Ryan or Brandon. <laughs> Did you have anything to add on that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know the Rams gave up their whole future for uh, Matthew Stafford, which is all cool. And you know, I was crying last weekend, but coming and realizing this week as the week went on, hey, we still got first round picks. Yeah. Quarterback situation still a little iffy, but yeah. hey, we still got a future. We still got a future. It's Optimism. Gonna be okay. It's only Matthew Stafford. I love it's it. Not like it's Tom Brady or someone coming into L.A. to take the reins. Preach, brother. San Francisco will be just fine. I love it. Uh, I love we it. We got our picks. Yeah. We didn't give up half half uh, half our draft picks, half our draft capital. So I love uh, that attitude. I absolutely that's my love attitude it. This morning, I love it. But yeah, besides the uh, Matthew Stafford news, sticking with that, um, we got some 
NBA news regarding the NBA All-Star Game. As March 7th, the All-Stars will head to Atlanta, Georgia. The league announced this move just yesterday as the Players Association agreed to the event being held. Sources told the Athletics Shams Charania. Sir, Sham Charania. Shammy Shammy. Sham Charania. So, uh, we will have an All-Star Game this year. How about that? Yeah, and, you know, the original event was said to be held in Indianapolis this year, but obviously due to COVID-19, that didn't work out, and we thought we weren't going to get an All-Stars game. But, (laughs) matter of fact, details are continuing to funnel through. Uh, Reports are saying that the traditional All-Stars week is going to return as scheduled, including a skills competition. Obviously, this would include your three-point contest, dunk contest. Are we going to get a celebrity All-Stars game? Highly doubt that, but we'll, uh, we'll get the skills competition at least, which I would be satisfied with. I mean, it's pretty fun to watch. Um, so league sources are saying that the proceeds of this event are going to, going to go to historically black college universities and then, uh, the COVID-19 relief for America. Additionally, the NBA is eyeing this event as a way to potentially recoup some of their financial losses from this season as COVID-19 has definitely put a damper on the fan attendance. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out. All right. Enough of that business. Now we get into the fun stuff, ladies and gentlemen, wake up. With Breakfast of Champions here on KCOU once again. I got the OG group here with me. Ryan Crothers to my left. Brandon Anthony to my right. We're gonna we're gonna do this like first take style. This is gonna be crazy today because it's gonna be all arguing and a little bit of tension, and we're running off of entirely caffeine and maybe a little bit of water. So we got a game. One more game of the year. Who would have thought that we would see a Super Bowl 55 amidst a year of flexibility, amidst a year of uncertainty? But (laughs) just like, uh, you know, um, this is like the the, – you couldn't have it in any better way than than what we are going to see on Sunday, and that is the young goat, arguably – I'll say arguably with the air quotes – versus the goat. And I'll say arguably because we have a Joe Montana and a Peyton Manning fan uh, in the room. But, and, and I'm a Peyton Manning fan. Joe Montana, I can make the argument. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. It's Super Bowl 55. It's in Tampa. 22,000 fans in attendance. The weekend is going to be performing. Why did I point at Ryan like he was the weekend? I don't know. I just felt energetic. It was I the caffeine. Feel my face when I'm with you. But I love it. Oh, I can't sing. I'm basically the weekend. Did you hear that? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Blake <laughs> Shelton, call me up, man. Oh, my gosh. This this man, I, look, I hope we have prop bets on that. We'll get into that conversation in a minute so guys let's just start the conversation how did we get here i'll set the stage y'all get ready to argue because it's going to get crazy in a minute so the chiefs come into this game obviously finish the regular season 14 and 2 uh the bucks 11 and 5 that was a 68.8 win percentage for the bucks 87.5 win percentage for the chiefs uh records within their respected divisions both had a record of four and two on the road this year the chiefs eight and oh this is something to note uh, the Bucks six and two on the road. Rather at home, the Bucks are five and three, and the Chiefs are six and two. It don't matter where you go; they're taking the butt whooping with them. Sounds like the Kansas City Chiefs uh, have everything going for them. Now we open it up. First question of the day, and I'm going to swing it to Brandon first because Ryan opened us opened us up on Fresh Brew. Brandon, does home field advantage for the first time forever in like ever? We are seeing this Super Bowl being played in the home field of a an opponent. Does the home field play an advantage for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, going into the Super Bowl 55? Is that going to be something to note going into this game? Hell yeah, I think it's going to be something to note. Say it with your chest, boy! It's the first <laughs> ever team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. It's definitely going to matter. There's going to be fans there regardless of the pandemic. And, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay is going to be walking into the Super Bowl. They're going to be in their own – actually, I think they're the away team for the Super Bowl, but they're going to be in their own stadium in the visitors' locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're going to have some fans pull up the Raymond James. I, I, would, <laughs> I would assume being in Tampa Bay, absolutely it matters. Uh, it's important. Okay. All right. And, I mean, Ryan, you got any, what do you think? I'm glad this is the first question because I prepared for this one. And I didn't even know you were going to ask it. I, hey, I, so. you know what? I'm blessing people today. <laughs> I mean, you knew it'd, get, it'd come up, but... Um, Hit me with uh, it. Preach, baby. Preach. Let's compare to a different sport. 
Okay. Because, like you said, this is the first time in NFL history the home team, the team in the Super Bowl, the, the Super Bowl stadium, is the is a team in the Super Bowl. I don't know how to talk. Um, anyways. I think I know where you're going with this, but go on. The Chiefs are 8-0 on the road, which is what you said. Yeah. They already won once in Raymond James Stadium. You're right. Uh, you know, that, that was a game where... Tyreek Hill was like, oh, I'll just have like 250 receiving yards in the first quarter. <laughs> That's um, true. Which, by the way, he's going to have a big game on Sunday. You think so? Uh, not as big as Travis Kelsey, but mm. anyways. Hot take. Let's okay. let's compare it to, you guys always talk about basketball and stuff, and you never talk about Hockey. the true mm, nitty-gritty manliest sport out there besides maybe rugby. Hockey. I was going to say soccer, but you beat me to the punch. Go ahead. Soccer, I, you know, we can debate that another day because I love soccer. Don't don't be hating on soccer. Um, serious face. All right. Yeah, serious now. Um, Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. They always say the Stanley Cup is by far the hardest trophy to win because it's two and a half months of every other day getting hit nonstop. The fans in those stadiums get so loud that home ice advantage really does matter. So I figured, why not take a look at the last 10 Stanley Cup winners and looking at the clinching game, was the team at home or was the team on the road? Because that plays a huge factor. Believe it or not, the last four Stanley Cup winners all won the series clinching game on the road. Wow. I'm wow. Ex- I'm excluding the Tampa Bay Lightning from this previous year because that was during the COVID season. Okay. They were both on the road. Yeah. So the last four have all won on the road. Huh. Seven of the last ten all won the clinching game on the road. Huh. So when the moment comes, when the biggest moment of the respected sports, like that stage, the road team pulls out. Hmm. They show up. Only three times has the home team won in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, that's the only thing we can really compare it to. You can look at the NBA um, and all that. It's just not as physical demanding yeah. uh, as hockey is. So that's why I wanted to bring up hockey. But it's like, wow, you know, you wouldn't, you would expect the home team to usually come out. So I wonder if that's what's going to happen on Sunday. Will the Chiefs? I mean, they're pretty darn good on the road, obviously. Yeah. And we've never seen a team host a Super Bowl. Uh, if you want to get technical, and I, I, I really like that point. I mean, that's that's a good point, and I knew that would be right up your alley as soon as you said, let me compare this to another sport. Uh, but if you want to get technical, the Bucks here are technically the away team because that's that's how they agreed upon, but technically the home team. So I don't I, – I get what you're saying – but are I, I'm saying I, I'm assuming that you're you're saying that the Kansas City Chiefs can take the butt whooping with them. It don't matter where they're going; they could play home, they could play away. They're going to cater the the can of you know what with them. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I also think that the Bucks team. I wouldn't. I don't want to say overrated, but. I feel like their path to the Super Bowl was a lot easier than the Chiefs' path. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. And That's fair. That's fair. The Bucks did win two games on the road to get to the Super Bowl. That's mad props. Yes, they'll be in the road team locker room. Yeah. But it is still their home stadium. Uh-huh. And it is, they'll sleep in their own beds the night before. Maybe, I don't know, with COVID. But they will be able to see family most likely the day before and they know where to go to eat on game day and, you know, this whole weekend. They've been home. They've been chillaxing at home for two weeks. Chiefs Chillax. have been in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not a huge difference to go travel. They do it all season. Mm-hmm. But I do think that home field advantage could play a factor, but if you look at another sport, it doesn't all the time Yeah, when it comes down to the line, which I just th- I thought it was interesting. I guess... My question to you, Brandon, is, I mean, as he alluded to, the Chiefs are used to traveling. I mean, like, 
do you take this all into is is it going to play an effect to you the fact that the Chiefs are having to to go to you know through this routine of going into confinement again one more time for the for the season and having to travel away I mean is that do you see that as a factor in how they prepare for game day or do you think it's just routine for them I honestly think it's just routine at this point Keegan I mean they're going to Tampa Bay it's the Super Bowl it's it's just it should be routine just for them like you said like you alluded to no matter uh you know where they're playing they always find a way to bring out the you can't butt whooping. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Whoop butt. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I don't think it plays a factor that they're going to be on the road. I think they're going to come ready to play regardless. Yeah. And uh, Tampa Bay being at home, uh, they better not let that affect them in terms of how they play because it can easily be a distraction. You look up and you're in your home stadium, and all of a sudden you have a team from the road coming in and uh, ready to unleash the can of butt whooping now, on Super Bowl Sunday. So. This is Brady's 10th Super Bowl, so I would want to see, and I should have looked this up, but the stats on him being in a home versus him being the away team, how he's performed uh, you know, in a home jersey, how he's performed in an away jersey. Ryan, oh. I felt like you were going to add something to that because you might have a fact on it. Oh. Do you have a, you have a fact you to it? that? I have... Oh, he's got a factoid. I don't yes. Have, I don't have the specific stats. Oh, it's all right. It happens. But yeah. I did, and we could save this for a little bit later, but you were talking about it. Yeah. The last 10 Super Bowl winners, two times, two times did the team wearing their colored jerseys win the Super Bowl. Only two. Mm. The Chiefs and the Packers. Mm. Every other time in the last 10 years, 10 Super Bowls, the team was wearing white. Tom Brady himself, 4-0 and when wearing white. Wow. 4-0. and 2-2 and when wearing a color jersey. Wait, he's 4-1 and wearing white. Sorry. I, I was going to say, he lost to uh, yeah, the lost Eagles, didn't he? he? Lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Typo. Yeah, fat fingers, you know. It's um, okay. It happens to me, too. He's 4-1 when wearing white. 4-1 <laughs> when wearing it. I knew he played five there, but... Um, Anyways, he's oh. four and one when wearing white, two and two when wearing you know that navy blue that the Patriots have. Mahomes, yeah. one and all in wearing his color jersey, so that's a huge. huge <laughs> it don't stat. matter. So that's Tom Brady. He's he's technically well, not technically. He is better when being the road team in the Super Bowl. I wish superstitions were like a thing. Say you like didn't perform good in the home jersey in the first half, and then you just come prepared as a player, pack the away jersey, and be like, all right, y'all can wear red. I'm going to wear white. We're going to try to make the things better. That's so stupid. It's the coffee talking. All right, um, switching gears. Um, so one of the things I noticed when I was looking at you know, doing my research and everything, we really have to take into consideration the key matchups because there's a lot of things you could look at. And just like any Super Bowl, there's a lot of things you can point to to be factors. Just like any typical game, there are factors to look at. Um, I've got five here that came to mind out of nowhere yesterday. And, and, and this is in part because I was looking up the defenses and offenses and comparing where they ranked. So Mahomes versus the Tampa Bay pass rush is the top story because Mike Rimmers is going to be the starting offensive tackle for uh, Eric Fisher. And Mitchell Swartz has been out since the beginning of the season. Also, um, I'm trying to think of the doctor that was the offensive guard. He was the starting offensive guard. Six-round pick, I want to say, uh, from Kansas City. But he also, I mean, I think he's a doctor in Canada, I want to say. And he stepped aside this season due to COVID to help out with the situation of COVID-19. Uh, so they're without that piece. Um, and, and I believe all those guys played in the last Super Bowl. And they don't have those components to the offensive line this year. How significant is this, or if any significance at all, um, or do you look at any another one of these? Are you eyeing another part of these key matchups here uh, that might be a little more significant than that conversation piece? That one being the main one of the week so far. Brandon, I'll let you take it. What do you think, man? Yeah, so we were talking about uh, Ryan talking about Tyreek Hill's big 250-yard performance the first time these who played in the regular season. That, for me, is a, a uh, key to the game is Hill, Tyreek yeah. Hill versus uh, Tampa Bay secondary. Is Tampa Bay going to come out and have a plan for Tyreek Hill is my question because you sure as hell can't let him come out and uh, 
torch you again for 250 yards in the Super Bowl. So Tampa Bay better have a plan in terms of, and I'm sure they will have a plan. Todd Bowles, uh, I'm sure will have his stuff figured out this time around uh, <laughs> to, to defend Tyreek Hill for sure. Uh, but, I mean, Tyreek Hill is that good where he can still be a big factor in the game. So it'll be that that's a matchup to keep an eye out for me. If Hill puts up his midseason numbers, my roommate and I had this conversation yesterday. If Hill puts up his midseason numbers like he did against Tampa the first time they matched up, is this game going to be a blowout if they can't contain a guy like Tyreek Hill? Just Tyreek Hill alone. Is that the big concern here for the Tampa Bay Bucks? Yeah, I think it is a big concern if Tyreek Hill is the one getting going because, I mean, then then you have Tyreek Hill to worry about, and then you also have Travis Kelsey. Um, I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to play, but you have, I mean, even if you slow down Tyreek Hill, you still have Travis Kelsey. So either way, even if Tyreek Hill uh, has has a game like he did the first time or doesn't have a game like the first time, there's Chiefs are still going to find the, find ways to get the ball to Travis Kelsey, too, and all their other weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what do you think? Look, if you can stop Tyreek Hill, yeah. it's a moral victory. Oh, Tyreek Hill only had like 60 receiving yards. In the first quarter? Yeah. <laughs> but then the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey. And Michael Hardman. And McCall Hardman. And good running backs. And Pringle. Pringle. Pringle's actually the really snack fast, that smiles so. back. And you're just like as a as a defensive player, you're like, what the heck do you expect me to do? You want me to stop this entire offense? No way. <laughs> I mean, the only team this year that truly slowed down the Chiefs offense was the Denver Broncos. That's true. (laughs) On Sunday Night Football in Kansas City. That was the only team to truly slow down the Chiefs. They only had one touchdown offensively. Yeah. Which, of all teams, you're like, really, the the Broncos? Like, I'm a Broncos fan, but you're like, really? We're the only ones to stop this offense? Well, even so, the game in Denver, it was just a matter of special teams and them making plays – Miraculously, our offense did not show up. Our defense played well. Well, our no, offense never shows up. So, yeah. But the Chiefs' offense is so good that even if you slow down Tyreek Hill, you still have a good chance, a great chance to give up lots of yards and lots of points on that drive. If the Chiefs wanted to, this is if they wanted to, they could come out and run the ball. Maybe not on the Bucks' defense. But on a on a typical defense, I mean, Clyde edwards alaire he's he's a pretty good running back. They even have <laughs> pretty good Le- Le'Veon Bell is like a you know he's I mean he's not like good anymore, but he's a tempo running back, productive. Even if they wanted to, Daryl Williams. I mean, the Andy Reid system of offense is so beautiful that it does my if if you slow down one person on that offense unless that one person is Mahomes you are still in huge trouble preach reverend preach that's just it well look here's the thing for me and I've said it for two weeks in a row if I'm top bulls I'm preaching to this linebacking core watch the choreography and stay disciplined what do I mean by watch the choreography watch the design you see the jet sweeps uh, last year you talk about the 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 goal line action that you saw they did the little spin it was the 1942 it was they tried to emulate a certain um, a certain move uh, and, and it worked to their advantage uh, but defenses can get discombobulated when there's movement on the offense uh, and, and vice versa. I think you have to stay disciplined if you are Devin White and if you're Shaquille Barrett. And you have to be anticipating those jet sweeps and the end arounds and the up the gut, the trickery. You have to anticipate it every play. That is so cliche to say, but it's true. And you have to be able to stay at home. And it, it really, like you said last year, it's keeping everything in front of you. You talked about that with the 49ers. That was a good point that you brought up last year, Brandon. And uh, keep everything in front of you. Devin White has played good. Shaq Barrett has played good. You got to play better uh, when you're going up 
against teams like Kansas City. This is going to be a huge test for Todd Bowles' linebacking core, and I just hope that they can live it up because live up to the expectation. Because, I mean, if this game gets out of hand and and Kansas City plays sound offensively, you'll know. Uh, you know, if they get that tempo going early and Patrick Mahomes can't be stopped, good luck. I don't think this defense can play from behind with this offense. See, for me, it's a matter of time of possession. Um, more so than defensive play because you know Kansas City is going to put up their points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think personally, the way Tampa Bay is going to do this, the way they're going to have a chance to win this game is if they come out and run the ball with Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, um, and try to have success that way and take the ball, keep the ball out of the hands of Mahomes and the offense, uh, run the ball with Tom Brady, or not Tom Brady, run the ball with uh, Leonard Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones, yep. mix in play action with Tom Brady. If you do that, uh, you keep Mahomes on the sideline. I mean, you can't, you can't put up stellar numbers if you're sitting on the sideline because the other opposing team's offense is uh, controlling the clock. So for me, time of possession is probably the most important factor of the game because you know – I mean, like you said, it's a tough task for Ty Bowles' defense. You know it's going to be a tough task for Tampa Bay to keep everyone contained on the Kansas City side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. So it's it'll be ultra important to control the clock and put up a lot of points that way to keep the balls out of the Kansas City's high-powered offense. That's a, that's a great point because the last team that we saw kind of successfully do that against Kansas City, every team – it almost seems tries to do that because they know how good Kansas City's offense is. So every team tries to mimic it. They try to do it. But no one's really been good at it besides the Cleveland Browns in the divisional round. The Cleveland Browns did a great job of that. They the running game never never got got going in that divisional game. But that offense just took so much time during their drives. They take these long drives. Long drives and, you know, kick a field goal, which is, you know, deflating. For, speaking of deflating, Tom Brady, <laughs> um, deflating for an offense. But, I saw that coming. <laughs> but the Browns did a really good job of slowing the game down, keeping Mahomes on the sideline, like you said, and that is a major key to the game, I think. And that is a great point you bring up. So if the Buccaneers offense, which they kind of did it with with Rodgers, they took those drives, they took lots of runs, they'd come out methodical, you know, traditional offense, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, maybe run, play action, and then you have a first down. Or, you know, if you're ever playing the Packers, just just throw it to where Kevin King is and you'll you'll score a touchdown. Um but no, Ouch. that's that's a huge that's a huge point you bring up because that is what could be one of the biggest key factors to this game is time of possession. Okay, so there you have it. So there is the, it's time of possession and containing this offense. Really, is this is basically the keys to the game here. Um, so when we come back. We're going to take a little break. We got hot takes coming up after the break. And I know that these guys, I don't know if they are prepared for the hot takes, uh, but they better be because that's what's coming up next. So we got our hot takes and then we'll get into game picks. So stand by for that. You don't want to go anywhere. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Breakfast of Champions here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Back here live, you're listening to the Breakfast of Champions here on KCOU 88.1 FM, student voice in Mizzou Athletics. It is 9.33 Central Time AM. Good morning. Glad you guys are here joining us on this fantastic feel-good Friday. Say that five times fast. Too many Fs for you to say. It's a crazy alliteration. It's all that coffee I got in my system. All right, so guys, 
We got a lot to get into, and uh, it's Super Bowl weekend. We keep the conversation rolling here on Breakfast of Champions. We got more Super Bowl talk to talk about. Um, now, we could go either way with this, because I know during the break we were like, do we want to do, well, I was saying, let's do some hot takes. But if we want to talk prop bets, now that, that I can endorse, because the prop bets were funny. We did the prop bets last week, and that was awesome. Or we could do hot takes. I leave this to the delegation. What do we say? Maybe we each throw a hot take out there, and then we talk about prop bets. Sounds good Let's to me. I, I, in our fresh, our fresh cup of coffee this morning, we could just mix around all those ingredients. Shake it up, shake it up. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. All right, hot takes. Now we get into the fiery flaming habanero spice. Ain't nothing nice. Hot takes spitting super hot fire. Yeah, that's enough. Um, I okay. think we should wrap up the, the show now. And Brandon, it's your and I show from here on out. Uh, all right. Deprivation. That's what that. Okay. All right. So who do I start with? Any, mini, miny, 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 mini, mini. Ryan. Okay, buddy. Hot take for Super Bowl 55. Do you have one? Do you have two? Do you have a few or what? I have one. Go right ahead. I'll bring in some music. I have Okay, I might have two. It's all you, bud. I have two. I have two. My first hot take, and it's funny because these are two hot takes that do not go hand in hand. It's just a hot take. It does not mean that I truly believe this is going to happen. It's facts. Disclaimer. In the last 20 seasons, the number one ranked yards per game offense has been in the Super Bowl six times prior to this Super Bowl. All but one lost. Kansas City Chiefs? No. The 2009 Saints. Wait, what? Hold on. Say that again. The 2009 Saints. Before that. All but one lost. What was the what was the all but what yards, was the offense? Yards per game. Yards per game. Number one offense. Yards per game. All but one lost. 2009 Saints. Yes, yeah, so the other the other five lost. Okay. Okay, now that makes sense. I, I had yep. to process it. Yeah. yeah. And now the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, yeah. and they are the number one offense in yards per game. Okay. So the trend is they'd lose. Oh. And Interesting. I'm going I'm to I'm stick with it. They lose? No, not just that. My, my hot take is that they have under 250 total yards of offense. Wow. Tyree Kill, no, not very nice. You Which don't have a good game. <laughs> they usually do that in the first quarter or half. For definitely the first half. But they usually do it in the first quarter. Wow. Under 250 yards total offense. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. That was a good that was a good hot take. Hold on real quick. You can book it. So now that that's over, don't book that one though. Okay, it was a, don't, don't, don't book that one. Thanks for participating. <laughs> that's just what hot takes are for, you know. Spicy, Brandon. What do you think? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say for my hot take. I've been thinking about it over here. Tom Brady, Mister Goat himself, is going <laughs> stop. Is going to outperform. Patrick Mahomes in this game. He's going to throw for five touchdowns <laughs> and 330 yards plus in Super Bowl. And he's going to let the whole world know that he is the GOAT. And he's going to get his seventh ring on his finger. That's my hot take. Dear Lordy May, five tutties. That man's got a San Francisco 49ers heart tried and true. That's what he's got. That's hard. That's hard to say because I know that. You don't endorse the GOAT conversation because, I mean, you know, you know where you come from. But at the same time, this is the same team that broke your heart on the biggest stage of them all. So, you know, a little Bay Area kid getting a little bit of redemption. It's kind of full circle for you. So I, I can stand behind that. That That's a good hot take. It's hot, but it's a, it's, a good, it's a good take. It's a good take. It's very hot. Whoa. Very hot. Fortune hot. Okay. That's what I got. All right. Well, here's mine. Here goes nothing. So go back to Super Bowl 50. Oh, stop. Nope, shut up. Go back to Super Bowl 50. 2016, it would have been, what, 
Five years ago yesterday? Man, can you believe that? The happiest day of my life. It was the happiest day of my life. I cried. I cried like a baby. I cried like a baby. You ever had that feeling, Brandon? No, you haven't. Yes, I'm talking about that feeling. Okay. Um, So, anyway, Super Bowl 50. Tears for the only two I've seen. Our defense stopped a good offense. Matter of fact, stop the MVP. I don't think your defense has done that. Um, all right, so Von Miller, <laughs> not very nice. Von Miller recorded six tackles, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and two quarterback hurries and was named the Super Bowl 50 MVP. Guess who he went up against in that Super Bowl? Offensive tackle Mike Rimmers. Mike Rimmers didn't have a good day. Guess who Shaq Barrett, who was also on that Super Bowl 50 roster and was under... Von Miller, that same game, is going up against in Super Bowl 55. Mr. Mike Rimmers. Guess who's going to be the MVP in Super Bowl 55? Shaq Barrett. Guess who's going to win the Super Bowl? Obviously, Tampa Bay. Guess who's going to have three sacks like they did last week? Or, yeah, NFC Championship. They had three sacks. Five quarterback hurries. Same remedy. Same formula. Shaq Barrett has a game. Three sacks. Five quarterback hurries, one forced fumble, and he forces one, at least one, Patrick Mahomes interception. One interception. And you know what? Patrick Mahomes still has a Patrick Mahomes game, 220-some-odd yards. It's like, dude, really? Like, you still had a decent, good game? Like, you're putting up Mitchell Trubisky numbers and you're crying? Come on now. And then again, it's Mitchell Trubisky. But you can book it. I'm going to say Shaq Barrett is your MVP of Super Bowl 55, and he has a phenomenal game. He's wearing number 58. He's wearing number 58, too, so let's take it back. Run it back. There you go. Tampa Bay Bucks get Tom Brady his seventh ring, and he's working on his third binder after this year. So there you go. That's my hot take. I like Shaq Barrett as the MVP. So that is as hot as it gets. Um, do we want to take another quick break? Then when we come back, maybe uh, do some prop bets, or let's just jump right into prop bets before our next break because we can make picks after the next break. So uh, swing your music back in, back over to the betting man. I'm going to get some hype music in. Hit us with those prop bets, Mr. Crothers. Yui, 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 yui. you were playing the music first. My bad. Oh, um, no. Go ahead, man. All right. Last week, we did, like, the funny prop bets, you know, like the joke prop bets. I, ha- I have a couple of those. Yes. But I also have some about the actual game itself that I thought were interesting. First offensive play of the game. Run or pass? Run is currently the favorite, minus 130. Pass is dead even. You bet a dollar, you win a dollar. Run or pass, first play. It's, it's, you don't have to raise your hand. It's up in the air. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go run. Run? Yeah, just because I think usually I can't remember seeing a Super Bowl kick off without a run, honestly, the last couple, the last few years. So, I'm going to go run. Expect the unexpected. Get some cojones. Let's go pass, baby. I don't know who's getting the ball first, but I'm here for the passing game. I always like to be the fork in the road. Give me the detour. I'm going pass. I'm going pass, too, and here's why. Chiefs are always going to pass the ball. They're never not going to pass the ball. Um, So, they could run like a weird play that, you know, we've never seen before. And Andy Reid's a genius. But if the Bucks have the ball, guaranteed play action first play. Guaranteed. You can book it. Like, gar- like guaranteed. And when it happens, I'll be like, very nice. I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. All right. All right. What's the next one? <laughs> Will the game go to overtime? Oh. Yes or no? Yes is plus 850. Super big underdog. No is minus twenty five hundred. So you, you, no one would ever bet on no here because you won't win, win much money. But if you bet on yes, you'll win. You'll win a good amount of money if it goes into overtime. I might place a bet on that after. Oh, excuse me. Was I supposed to say that on air? Uh, I might, uh, you know, evaluate that after uh, the show. Um, yeah, it's going to over. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't think it's going to overtime. I don't think so either. I don't think so either because Chiefs are going to win by more than 14. Ouch. Ouch. What? Did I say something? Ouch. Rude. Um, next one. Let's get a little, Let's you know, it's the weekend coming up, right? 
the weekend. It's the weekend, you know. Blinded by the lights, baby. Oh yeah, I literally cannot feel my face when it's cold. Um, uh, oh my god, <laughs> these puns. Halftime show. They're so stupid. Um, <laughs> will a football be used as a prop during the halftime show? Yes, plus 375. No, minus 600. Fun fact, did you know that The weekend invested $7 million of his own money into this halftime show by himself? That's according to Complex Magazine. If you don't have a football on hand with that $7 million, you're crazy. You spent too much money on this. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, The weekend has got something in store, and it's probably going to involve a football. I, yeah, give me yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's have some fun. Let's go yeah, too. I think the weekend's going to have a football involved. Hell yeah. Why wouldn't they? Hell yeah. Smitch it up a little bit. They got to they gotta uh, defer themselves from the competition to pass Super Bowl halftime shows. So exactly. Yeah, they're going to have a football. Yeah. I definitely didn't put money on this already. Wink, wink. Mm. Um, <laughs> yes, I think yes. The last time I personally can think that uh, football was used as a prop during the halftime show was Lady Gaga when mm. she jumped off the stage and caught the ball. Do you remember that? No. I have a weird memory. Um, this one I thought was really interesting. Okay. I could either stick with halftime or I could go to another interesting one. Detour. You got anything on? Com- Detour. Skirt, skirt. Okay, fine. Over, under, two and a half players to have a passing attempt. Overs plus 110, unders... Minus one forty-five. Are we talking? To be clear, to be clear, this means that more than two players have a passing attempt. Non-QB, right? Not well. It could be anybody. Saying like Blaine Gabbert comes in the game, throws it. It's just over under two and a half players to have a passing attempt. Under, you're thinking nope, just two starting quarterbacks. Over, you're thinking well, there's some trick plays up there, sleeve. Oh yeah, you gotta think like that if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. That's your that's your mo. That's your watermark. Absolutely, and I think even you could say the same thing for the Bucks if if it push comes to shove and you need to get fancy with it. Uh, I I think you can you have to expect the unexpected. So give me the over, yeah. I'm gonna go with the over too. Usually in the Super Bowl, you see you see this. Uh, highlight play that everyone talks about that wins the game for the other team and usually most of the time that's a trick play i'm gonna go the over correct me if i'm wrong but didn't they pull out in super bowl 54 they pulled out a, a pass play where maybe it was tyree kill got a, on a sweep or an end around and he was looking for patrick mahomes maybe it was an incomplete pass but i i don't know if they kicked him out i've they seen had it. that notorious third and 15 play called the wasp that went for first yeah, 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 yeah. put yeah. them in the field goal range which was the start of their comeback yeah and then the year before or and then Obviously, Minneapolis Super Bowl 52, they had uh, the Philly special. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll see uh, two and a half more passes. Yeah. I like that. All we right. got one more. One, one more. Room for one more. One more? Okay. And we'll go break. What color will the Gatorade be that's poured on the winning coach? Oh, Orange plus 150. Red plus 165. Lime green, yellow are all combined plus 350. Clear slash waters plus 625. Blue is plus 800. Purple's plus 1500. Granted, no. Chiefs poured orange on Andy Reid last year. Brandon, you got this one. I don't pay attention to my Gatorades. Was red an option? Red is an option. It's the Big second, Red! Second favorite. Clifford I'm Gang! Go You're going red? Yeah. <laughs> I just threw up a gang sign on a live stream. Um, let me go ahead and go. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Put that down. Uh, let me go. Uh, gosh. Um. That's awkward. Let me go blue. I'll go blue. Ooh, Give me blue. Money. Yeah. My, uh, for whatever reason, my gut is telling me lime. Hey, ain't a crime about the lime. I don't Stop. know. Stop. Seriously. Was... Seriously. We... Quit with the poetry, Keegan. Yeah, that's enough. All right. When we come back, we're taking a break. Uh, after the break, we got game picks. We're going to make our final picks here on Breakfast of Champions ahead of Super Bowl week. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Breakfast Champions here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Student Voice, Mizzou Athletics.
Back here live on KCOU 88.1 FM. Student voice of Mizzou Athletics. Feeling good on this Feel Good Friday. So, uh, yeah, we got the last five minutes of the show here. We're going to make game picks. And, um, yeah, I feel like we should go around the room here. But before we do, we got our producer, Teddy, and I owe him a huge shout out because this man is willing to wake up every single morning and help us uh, get the show started, get it going, get us on air. And without him, man, we don't even get to see the light of day on air. So big shout out to him. And with that, I want to bring him on because I want him to do the honors and make the first pick uh, of this segment here. So Teddy, if you can hear me, buddy. We got the Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. You know the deal. You've been listening to the conversation, my friend. Who do you like in Super Bowl 55 as your Super Bowl champion? Wonder if he can hear us. Maybe. I think he can, I think he can hear us. I don't know if he's talking on air. I think, oh man, if I got to go with my picks... The grandfather of all, it's the Super Bowl. It does not get much better than this. And it's going to be a good one. You know, you guys have been breaking it down. I've been listening. I've um, been taking it all in. But I got to say, I think I think the Chiefs take it this year. I think we're looking at a repeat for Kansas City. It's going to be tough. Like you said, you know, the young goat versus the reigning, you know, the, the man who reigns supreme in the NFL, Tom Brady. Uh, it, it's going to be a matchup that uh, that's going to go down. Going to go down in history. I'm excited. Uh, but I do think that the Chiefs are going to run it back, and Andy Reid's and, and his his mastermind uh, are end up are going to end up taking it over the Buccaneers this year. I, I didn't. I don't know if you said a score. I might have missed it. Did you say a score on this one? You know what score? Let's go with. I'm feeling thirty one twenty four. Chiefs take it this year. You can book it. Love yes, to see can. it, Teddy. Love to yes, see it. Can. Good pick, man. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, not not really a, a you know my stance on the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, of Brandon, course. that that score that Teddy gave was close to last year's Super Bowl. It is. That's scary. <laughs> that is scary that you bring that up. That's a good point. Um, thank I, you. I just want to fuel the fire before Brandon goes. Thank you, real quick, Teddy. I just appreciate all that you do. Um, so back in studio here, or back in studio, back in the house of Keegan here, uh, Brandon. Your team suffered a tragic loss to this Kansas City Chiefs uh, football team. What do you see happening in this one? Do you see redemption for your boys? I wouldn't call it redemption for my boys because we're not in the Super Bowl anywhere close this season. Yeah. But <laughs> technically, it's a Bay Area boy getting you uh, some redemption. If that he's got Bay, Bay Area blood. Yeah. So here's the deal uh, this season. Um, I am sick and tired. This whole postseason, I've tried this little reverse psychology thing, saying, oh, Kansas City is going to win, and tried to do the reverse psychology. That hasn't worked, obviously. Here we are, Kansas City in the Super Bowl again. So for the Super Bowl, I'm not going to go reverse psychology. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game, do the unthinkable, shock the world. It'll be close, but... Never count out the the man himself, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Stop. <laughs> I think he's going to get a seventh ring. I think Tampa Bay is going to control the clock. They're going to put up enough points. And Shaq Barrett's going to have a day, as Keegan mentioned earlier. I like Tampa Bay. And uh, I'm sorry, Columbia and uh, Kansas City. Well, you're going to be in the same exact boat that I was last year. And kind of like how you let me hear about it, you'll also hear about it. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Bull crap! Score. You ain't sorry about five seven three losing. What's the score? score? Give me the score. I'm gonna go thirty four to twenty seven. It's my score. Okay, close one. Be close. It was the same score that they had in week eleven when this it was Kansas City off. Obviously, well, I, maybe it might have been a little closer, but around that ballpark. Ryan, real quick, what do you think? I thought it was twenty seven twenty four. Uh, tomato, tomato. I guess so. Wins a win. All right. Um. Look, this is the worst Super Bowl of my entire life. Patriots, Seahawks, close second. The press on. Uh, oh, no, 100%. Patriots, Seahawks is my worst, by the way. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> this one's worse for me, but I, yeah, that's easy second. Um, 
I'm a realist. Mm. I call it how it is. I call the real. The the Kansas City Chiefs will win by more than 14. 34-17. Chiefs are going to look phenomenal. Well, actually, they're going to start off slow. Mahomes going to throw a pick on the first drive. And then the Bucks are going to score a touchdown. And you're like, ooh. And then the Chiefs are going to be like, oh, that's cute. You have a lead? Okay. Hold my beer. 34-17. Okay. 34-17. Tom Brady's going to throw a pick six. He's also going to have three total interceptions. Prove prove that he truly is washed up and that this super team that he's on has carried him to a Super Bowl. And I will debate anyone on that. Hot take. Um, All right. Last team to repeat, you know the you know the deal. 2004-2005 New England Patriots actually 2000 like yeah, 2004-2005 New England Patriots. They did it against the Panthers and the Eagles in that time frame. Chiefs are trying to chase greatness. They're trying to be that next team. They're trying to repeat. They want that. They want to run it back. They're hungry and they will let nothing get in their way. Except for the man that repeated back in 2004 and 2005, and that being Tom Brady. The man don't go down without a fight, baby. Go ahead and give me Tom Brady in the Bucks. Tampa Bay is back, boy. And guess what? You put him back on top, the man's going to be back again next year. He's going to have gray hairs and everything. He's literally going to be filing for AARP, coming back, kicking butt, taking names. Give me the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they're going to win by 14 and shock the world. It's going to be an interception for Mahomes, and my boy Shaquille is going to get that uh, MVP there. And with that being said, you can book it. The Tampa Bay Bucks are your Super Bowl 55 champions. Sorry, Kansas City. Guess what? You get to live through depression like I did in Super Bowl 48. When and you guys, yeah, when you guys made fun of me and, and said me. the women hockey's team or women's hockey team scored more than my team. Oh, dude, I hope. I hope something happens like that to you guys. Redemption. Payback is a watch your mouth. Go ahead and give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that is all I got to say on that. With that being said, you have been listening to the Breakfast of Champions here on KCOU. We probably lost a few listeners, honestly. Yeah, it don't I mean, matter. Especially with your rapping. It, Not so nice. <laughs> it don't matter. You can book it. Thank you, Teddy, for being the producer holding it down in studio. Sorry you have to put up with our loud voices every single week, but we love you for that. Thank you for everybody to listening, tuning in in the Student Center. Sorry if you walked out to that rant. And uh, go Bucks, Tampa Bay. Let's go. Run it back. You are listening to the Breakfast Champions. Have been. Thank you. This is KCOU 88.1 FM. See you next week. Have a very, very, very great weekend. Deuces.